Field Trip Podcast. As always, my name is Brent Trahune. Joining me once again on the program is Mr. Isaac Lanford. Isaac, how are you? I am good. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am here with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, on this episode, as you might have seen on the title, it's going to be called something like movie conspiracy theories or more so when I would Google that and try to do my research. Uh, urban legends movie urban Ooh. legends are you uh, are you familiar with any uh, ones that we might cover you think isaac does anyone come to mind so this is going to be like uh like the person hanging themselves in the wizard of oz type of thing yeah. okay yep. gotcha that the well we can start with that one too if you want to um let me scroll and find it here a heartbroken actor Portraying one of the munchkins in the Wizard of Oz hanged himself on set and horrifyingly he can be seen hanging in the distance as Dorothy and her friends head down the yellow brick road. We would uh, pause this and watch that little part. I think it's right after they meet the Wicked Witch. Yeah. She throws fireballs. Yep. Then they, they walk down the yellow brick road and in the background you could see somebody hanging it's definitely somebody hanging isaac it's it couldn't be anything else i never knew it was supposed to be a munchkin that's what i heard it was a, one of the munchkins or one of the crew but it's like what if if you're gonna kill yourself what a time to be like let's make sure he hits his own mark <laughs> and then also what? let's use that take yeah we can't retake it guys we got to keep things moving yeah, I know you guys have seen the footage where a different actor is playing the Tin Man, and we went back and reshot it all. Mm-hmm. But we cannot reshoot this part. The did they? Munchkin did, stays in. Did they do that where they had a different actor playing the Tin Man? Uh, I know that they did have it. They cast a different actor. I don't know if they shot anything with them, mm-hmm. but like, I can't remember who it was. It was like a vaudeville guy, I think, and it, but he was allergic to the paint. Okay, there's so like there's... once they painted him, he like that he couldn't do it. There is a whole documentary. It's a series on the streaming service called Shudder, which is like a Netflix for horror. Yeah. And it's called Cursed uh, Films. So one of them is like The Exorcist. Uh, Poltergeist is another one. The Twilight Zone movie. But The Wizard of Oz is one of those. Or it's like the, the witch. They were using some kind of paint on her and she's throwing fireballs. And wouldn't you know that paint is highly flammable? Oh, geez. And she caught on fire and then she healed and came back. And then they wanted to do the the thing again. And she said no. So they got yeah. somebody else to do it. But there's that kind of stuff. And then later with the, with the Munchkins, I think there was another film they made essentially exploiting dwarves and little people um but then there's also the thing of somebody being hanged and a screen rant dug into this rumor and explained that the image in the distance was actually the silhouette of a large bird like an emu or a crane the the production it turns out had borrowed a bunch of birds from the los angeles zoo and let them roam around the indoor set to make it look more uh authentically outdoorsy so just in the back you can see the thing swinging and I think it's just the head of a bird, like a really 
a tall, long bird. Okay. Huh. Easily confused with a dead munchkin. But that's the thing is like before the internet and back when you, all you had was like a VHS or even before then when you see it in the theater, mm-hmm. you'll say, watch for the dead munchkin. Yeah. And that's all you had was to see it once. And then what other explanation would you have? Yeah. No, there is no other rewinding. It has to be that a little man hung himself because mm-hmm. he was so distraught. He got cut from the lollipop guild jig or whatever. He, yeah. He was supposed to be the guy that uh, the mayor and they <laughs> said, we got a different mayor or whatever, but that, that kind of stuff. I like, I like that kind of stuff because although I don't want somebody to be hanged, it's more fun to believe that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. That it was like, yeah, it's like in this movie, it was like so early on in film production, there was nothing they could do about it. It wasn't until it premiered that somebody was like, Hey, wait a second. Is that Carl? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You remember where did Carl go mid production? It's like, that's right. We did find Carl hanging right behind (laughs) that right after this. Holy shit. I forgot. Yeah. Someone and should then, call his wife. And somebody with like uh one of those uh not a an air horn or bullhorn, not even yeah. one of those, but it's like the wooden ones. Yeah. What dressed like a jockey smoking a cigar was like on to the next scene. Yeah. Well, he knows how to get his screen time. <laughs> uh we ain't paying you extra. <laughs> Here's a, a this and some of these will be like fan theories that I found interesting. Uh, Sandy died at the beginning of Greece. Have you seen Greece, right? Oh yeah, I've seen Greece. I don't know that I've seen the whole movie. I've seen bits and parts, and I've seen enough of other shows that parody Greece. Yeah. So this- I I don't know it well enough to know like chronologically like what happens in the beginning of the movie where she's dead, and then the rest of the movie is her like is yeah. Wait, or is that she just dies and then her like afterlife is a shitty high school where everybody's 30 years old? Can can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> can I tell you about it? <laughs> At the end of the movie, Danny Zuko and uh, Sandy fly off in a red convertible as they wave goodbye to their friends. And they fly. I know that, but they fly off in a car. Yeah, it just flies off. Yep. Well, the theory is. Uh, during the song Summer Nights, Danny and Sandy recount how they first met and started a summer fling. The line says, I saved her life. She nearly drowned. Gotcha. Okay. Which is, uh, it goes back to the music conspiracy theories episode of this podcast and also the stories behind the songs where it was uh, Phil Collins singing oh, about yeah. somebody drowning, which yeah. has nothing to do with anything with this episode except for drowning but the line said i saved her she nearly drowned suggests that sandy actually did drown and the whole movie is an elaborate musical fantasy due the lack of oxygen to her brain the flying red convertible also suggests that sandy is happily being whisked away to heaven at the end of the movie so huh. i think that's a fun it's like a here's how you can watch this movie in a different way, kind of like the Wizard of Oz and uh, what is the dark side of the moon? You can yeah. sync them up and they're supposed to uh, one thing is supposed to reflect the other. I think it's a fun way to watch the movie is now this is a whole uh, life flashing before her eyes. And it turns out, like you said, they're all 30 year old uh, high schoolers. 
yeah, my fan theory about Greece had always just been that it was a shitty movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greece is fun. Like, I mean, I it's a musical, right? They they adapted a musical into a movie. Is that how that worked? I think, yeah, I think that's the case. Um, yeah, yeah, the flying convertible at the end, I always just thought was like just a weird, dumb thing. It's at the end of the movie. Let's let's just do something crazy. Yeah, something you know. Who cares? It's the end. If they had that in the middle, and then nobody flew the car again. Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, I th- I think it was just a fun thing at the end, but uh, that's fine I, though. Like I, that's Sandy can have died. Like that's that's interesting. And I I wish after like the post credits, they would have had John Travolta holding her hand in the hospital, and then it just goes beep beep <laughs> beep. <laughs> that's uh, how it ends. Yeah. That's fine. It makes me like what there's like some movie that's like takes it's like the 50s, like Earth Angel or like one of these things. But it's like it is about like somebody dies and then they're like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I, maybe I'm thinking a movie. There's the Heavenly Kid. Isn't that a movie about like a greaser guy who like dies and then he his ghost is like coaching a kid or something? Oh, I don't know. I know Ghost Dad with Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, I know Ghost Dad. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or what about the one movie where the kid goes back to the future and then he, if his parents don't kiss, then they, they're going to fade away in that picture. Yeah, I like that movie. That's that one where the, the doctor guy is like, hey, you got to make sure your parents fall in love. But but you also are going to kind of kind of like halfway kind of like do it with your mom just <laughs> to get her there. Yeah. And then for some reason, <laughs> they won't remember you at all. <laughs> I think uh, we'll talk about that movie. Uh, It's the one where they go back to the future. I don't remember what it's called, but they go back to the future. (laughs) Gotta go back in time. (laughs) Uh, Three men and a baby. Do you know which one we're going to, what we're going to talk about? Yeah, I've heard of this one. Uh, Three men and a baby was filmed at a home that was haunted by a boy who died uh, there years before. And his specter can be clearly seen in the background of a scene. And uh, I didn't realize I didn't hear about this urban legend until I was in college. My professor, you know, he was very pop culture oriented and he loved to to talk about a lot of stuff besides teach, which also was it. I think it was audio production. Okay, so it had nothing to do with anything. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, uh, oh, you know, um, the baby, the the ghost and three men and a baby, and I I've never even seen this movie. Yeah, it's not a timeless classic that's like that everybody is still aware of. Yeah, and also when I if I just hear three men and a baby, that's not a title that really grabs me. Like, oh, I got to see this. <laughs> uh, but he pulls up the clip where you can see the ghost in the background. If you've not seen it, pause this and go on YouTube. Three men and a baby ghost. Well, it turns out Isaac that it wasn't a ghost at all. Uh, what? And it wasn't a house. E, uh, RogerEbert.com pointed out that no boy died in the home because the scene was filmed uh, not in a home. It was filmed on a Toronto soundstage. <laughs> but what about the boy in the window? Well, it turns out it was just a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson's character. Uh, later, you can see him standing next to that 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 cutout. But when I saw that uh, ghost in the, the original movie, it kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah. If it wasn't, if it was a, if it was a horror movie, 
it may have scared me less, but since it's a comedy with a ghost, it yeah. scared me more. Yeah, I see that. See, I had always heard that it was a soundstage and that was the ghost of the munchkin that had hung itself <laughs> in the Wizard of Oz. Somehow gotten taller in death. <laughs> why is it a why is it a little boy if it's a cutout of Ted Danson? Why are why do they say it's a little boy? Is it just creepier? I yeah, I think to say if the little boy died and then, you know, he died in the house. I think it is scarier. Then uh, uh, Ted Danson's lookalike, a yeah. sandbag fell from the rafters and knocked him out. <laughs> and that's why who's the, the third the... man with the baby? Because isn't it Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, and let me uh, three men who and I'm somebody's sure, I'm gonna... yelling at the thing right now. Steve yeah. Gutenberg. It is so funny because I was that would have been one of the names I would have said. I'm like, what era is this? <laughs> what who would have been the other guy? Not Paul Reiser yet. Well, that's a <laughs> phenomenon of Steve Gutenberg was in all the Police Academy movies. And then Three Men and a Baby, It Takes Two, Short Circuit, uh, The Big Green. But it's like that guy, he's still around. I think he was on Conan and the bit was kind of what happened? Yeah. Where'd you go? You he know? Was- everywhere uh but i do know that uh the stonecutters from the simpsons they mm-hmm. made steve gutenberg a star <laughs> which we talked about on the secret societies episode of this podcast uh that's that's hilarious it, it, he that is a weird guy like to to have been as successful as he was for like all that weird window of time steve kind gutenberg. of like a, a to, like a tom hanks adjacent kind of like an everyman type Nothing yeah. really sticks out, but nothing hinders him either. Yeah, if like Tom Hanks and Ben Stiller were combined, I think you get Steve Gutenberg. That's I think that's the formula. Yeah, and that he did all those Police Academy movies. What kind of money was Police Academy making that when this guy's star is taking off on all these other projects that he just keeps coming back to Police Academy? There's I know there's Police Academy three, uh, and I'm tr- there's Police Academy five. And I don't know if he had a big role in that, but maybe he had like a cameo. Uh, Police Academy 5 was 1988. That's crazy that that was not much later. Did those movies just all come out? Like Police Academy is just all within like eight years. Was it just like eight years of Police Academies? (laughs) Yeah, I think it was really to try (laughs) to get people on the the blue side. We got some (laughs) bad PR. We got to have Police Academy. They didn't bring it back. This ACAB thing is getting out of control. We need to reboot Police Academy. I do I worked... remember they had the Police Academy TV show, and they had the yeah. H- a Hightower. His name is Bubba Smith, but I remember he was on the show because I was like, they're doing a show. I was a little kid, so I was like, yeah. oh, this is going to be awesome. And you watch it, and you're like, ah, this is this is okay. you know. I had the Hightower toy. It did like a body slam motion or something, didn't it? Oh, I don't know. I, I never I also I never had, had Zed, and his, he pushed a button, and his pants fell down, and he had like heart. Uh, boxer shorts on underneath Bobcat Goldthwaite. Yeah. He's uh, I worked friend- with a, you, no, sorry. I, I interrupted you twice to, to try to interject this, but you no, I was interrupting you. You go ahead. Okay. Uh, I worked with a guy from Bangladesh at a restaurant years ago, and he w- was asking me about different movies if I'd seen them. And it was so funny what had like gotten to him in Bangladesh. Cause mm-hmm. the, the two movies he asked me <laughs> were baby's day out. Okay. Yeah. And, police academy three (laughs) 
what an odd like the third one was the one that hit uh police academy back in training was that one still with bobcat in there high towers there um see see if gutenberg is there still so yeah the third one and i i can't tell you now which one's what it was just it was on when i was a kid so i couldn't tell you which which one what happens and which one yeah, I think Bobcat is only is like introduced in like three. He might have been introduced in two, but he, I don't think he was in the first one at least. And then David Spade's in one of them as a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Michael Winslow, that was the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Michael Winslow. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't see Bobcat in part one, at least on the, the brief IMDb thing. Whatever part one was 84 and 88 was five. What? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. That means I had like two in a year. That's wild. Like if you go back and like, I watched the first police Academy a few years ago and it is like, it, I don't know if you all ever saw the, it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode where they're at the ski lodge and they're like mm-hmm. doing like an eighties movie, but mm-hmm. it's like all about how like, this is all crimes. Like these are <laughs> sex crimes that you're committing. It's like all that porky shit of just like spying yeah. on people and like, but that's what police Academy is. Like Revenge the of the movie. Nerds, switch it out, and she thinks she's having sex with somebody else, but it's a nerd. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In Police Academy 1, Steve Gutenberg relentlessly harasses the love interest for three quarters of the movie until she, like, falls in love with him. But he, like, stalks her. He, like, climbs. I, I, I might be adding things, but I feel like he, like, at one point is climbing a ladder to her bedroom window. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. That's how you got broads back in the days. You <laughs> you wore their spirit down yeah. until they just gave in. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> that it, it's yeah, there's really uh the the rapey method is just <laughs> yeah. don't take no for an answer. Uh let's jump to our, our next urban legend. Uh and what it involves 1985's Teen Wolf. Oh yeah. Love that My, movie. Watch Michael J. Fox. Uh, do, do you know what, what this one is, Isaac? I don't, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard an urban legend about this one. A mischievous extra on the set of uh teen wolf pulled out his penis during the filming of the film's final scene. And it made its way into the release film. I, I saw this one too. And I don't know if it was my brother. Thanks for bringing him up. That told me about this or somebody <laughs> else, but you can see this moment, uh, in the, where the camera's panning back and they're in this the the high school gym or whatever it was and mm-hmm. you could see somebody's pants being open but did mm. that really happen closer mm. look at the moment indicates no the extra appears to be a woman not a man and uh visible beyond uh, beyond her unbuttoned pants is white underwear not private parts and a movie vigilante spoke to a, an extra chris <laughs> haggerty another uh person that was there and she said it had to do with the tight pants that the women were wearing back in the day uh when you're sitting on hardwood bleachers for hours upon hours uh because movies are hurry up and wait you just would undo your pants and wait oh yeah it's very sure. much how i drive yeah yep uh and i i believe that that's what happened this person unbuttoned her pants and then it was time to go uh, and it was three, three or four in the morning that night. 
and she just stood up and forgot to button her pants. So that's why you get some unbuttoned pants there. Yeah, some real uh, sharp eyes there watching the the extras in that movie. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Rewind. Also, who who's watching a teen wolf playing basketball and is like, let me scan the bleachers real quick. Yeah, a 12-year-old trying to masturbate. But it, uh, it, he's like Teen Wolf, like, oh, wait, they're locked in the closet. Maybe this will be the time that a boob pops out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> teen Wolf. I, I What a concept that, I, that was just recently a show, I think, on MTV. Yeah, I watched that movie so many times as a kid. And yet another example of 30 year olds playing high school students like the the villain of that movie, Mick, or what I think is the character's name. And is it he's, Francis from uh, Pee Wee's no, Big no, Adventure? No, he's in it. He's on the <laughs> basketball team. He's like a 40-year-old overweight man mm-hmm. is on the basketball team. Also, Michael J. Fox cast as a basketball star. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how short he is, but he's not tall at all. No, he's a short, short man. And now, obviously, when he's a teen wolf, I mean, there's the X factor. 5'4". Yeah, and he's playing a high school basketball star before he's a teen wolf he's already good at basketball you know if that that was like a thing happening today there's so much uh stuff about oh a a trans athlete is in one sport Mm -hmm. and that people lose their minds can you imagine if like there's a literal werewolf on the court and my son works so hard and then they're allowing a wolf to be on on the court I think we should write this sketch. We should have a Fox News segment where it's people going on there. I'm just saying they should, if they want to participate, that's fine. There should be a separate league for the Teen Wolves. <laughs> I'm just saying that silver bullets do exist, <laughs> and that's how we defeat them. They're still too pro 2A in the, in the sketch. Anytime uh, a short person excels at basketball, I just assume they are a Teen Wolf. Spud Webb, Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Or I assume it's an undercover adult who somehow still wants to play (laughs) high school sports, which happens more than you'd think. Yeah, he got held back. And and I'm surprised that there weren't more deaths because isn't Teen Wolf the one where he's car surfing? Oh, yeah. On top of a van? Hell yeah, he is. I'm surprised that's not a TikTok trend again. Like, it's just called Teen Wolfing, probably. Yeah, well, hashtag Teen Wolfing. Let's get this going. Let's do it. Nobody will get hurt. You know, uh, walking on milk crates, that's dangerous. But let me go ahead and surf on a Kia. (laughs) The the character Styles in Teen Wolf also is like the best 80s movie character. Like, I feel like Styles could just be in every movie in the 80s. Mm Mm-hmm. The yeah. actor should have just and as Styles, it shouldn't have been any variation. It just Styles is in every. <laughs> we gotta we. He's just kind of. We have to have a Styles and Predator. We have a Styles yeah. in in Police Academy. It's perfect. Yeah. Yep. Adventures in Babysitting. Guarantee Styles is in that movie somewhere. <laughs> he's got a piano tie on and a pair of sunglasses. Uh, and I I just want a werewolf in every movie. Make no mention that the, the character is a werewolf. Just have them there. Yeah. You know, around. there was a Saturday morning cartoon of Teen Wolf. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it was like a family of werewolves 
and I think the character's name was the same, but that's it. And it was a family of werewolves, mm-hmm. but there was like a little sister character who wasn't a werewolf because it skips a generation sometimes. And she was yeah. all mad about it. Because the dad at the end of Teen Wolf is also a werewolf too. Yeah, yeah, he is. And then he is in Teen Wolf 2. And I think Styles is also in Teen Wolf 2. But is Michael J. Fox in, in Teen Wolf 2? No, he is not. Jason Bateman is Teen Wolf 2. Two T O O. They covered okay. their bases, and in this one, it's a college and the Teen Wolf boxes, which sounds way more dangerous. This is like Airbud for werewolves. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And I've also seen this movie a couple of times because I wanted more Teen Wolf, <laughs> and this is all that was available at the end of Teen Wolf Two. The reveal, like in the first one, he's mm-hmm. he's Scott's cousin in Teen Wolf 2, and that's why the dad is also there for some reason. Gotta go see my nephew in college. Is that there's like, like a, I don't remember if she's like a a school marm or like some sort of love interest or what, but at Mm -hmm. the end, she walks away and there's a gray tail sticking out of the bottom of her dress, wagging back and forth. Great reveal. Uh, I don't remember Teen Wolf having a tail, though. You, you got to have something at the end, and that's the reveal. Maybe maybe the women have tails. Oh, lady wo- werewolves. Lady teen wolves. Have... Lady, lady wolf. <laughs> uh, also, the guy who played uh, Gomez Adams is in it for some reason. Teen Wolf oh, really? 2. Yeah. If huh. that's the same guy. I, I, want, I, want, I don't want them to stop at Teen Wolf. I want them to be like uh, Bro Wolf and then in college, and then I want it to be like... Uh, beaten down uh working at an office wolf yeah like i wanted to to progress this is 40 wolf grandpa wolf yeah and i wanted to call it wolf i don't want wolf i want wolf oh i hear you i what's funny is i tried to say uh mom wolf but what almost came out of my mouth was just teen mom (laughs) (laughs) teen mom wolf I like that where uh, it's it's a bunch of people sitting around talking on speakerphone, fighting with their ex, <laughs> and then one turns into a werewolf. Uh my one, my four hundred pound life or whatever, my half ton life, and I'm a teen wolf. My half ton wolf life. Every show is better when a wolf a werewolf. Dr. Pimple Popper Wolf MD. One of the funniest things I've ever seen is the Eric Andre show had a small clip on an episode where it's like in Manhattan and a bunch of guys playing basketball and then Teen Wolf just runs onto the court and like dribbles and then does a layup and then just keeps running off the court. <laughs> oh my God. Funny, funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. That reminds uh, me of there was that show called Trigger Happy TV. Oh, yeah. With a yeah. guy named Dom Jolly from the UK. Mm-hmm. And it was they would have shit like that where it would be like a turtle uh, crawling its way across the crosswalk. And then a hare just runs right by. <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> people see it or you don't. But that's the joke, you know. Uh, that's funny. I, I really enjoy how on this episode you present a movie conspiracy and then we spend 20 minutes talking about a completely different movie. Yep. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> uh, like I guess, um, Teen Wolf, though. We stayed on Teen Wolf. Sister Wife Wolves. <laughs> you Dad thought it wolf. was 
hard being married to four women. Try being married to four werewolf women. That are teens. Teen wolf teen. mom. Well, teen if, wolf mom. if they're polygamous, they're probably teenagers. <laughs> and I, I'm keeping that joke in. I don't care. You people are sick. <laughs> uh. Somebody's going to play that back when I run for office. <laughs> you werewolf teenager. Okay. Uh, a disgruntled Disney animator tasked with drawing the VHS cover of the little mermaid drew what dildo or just a dick. I don't know why it's always been referred to as a dildo. Is it just a dick? Uh, this says an erect penis, but at a certain point, what is, what's the difference now? Friends at Snopes. I'm, I'm real tight with Snopes. <laughs> Told uh told them he the guy the artist said he was working long hours trying to complete the cover, uh, just a few months before the movie's uh release came out. As a result, he rushed through the background detail at about four in the morning, and it unintentionally drew. I mean, it looks like a penis. You could say yeah. it's not, but man, does it look like a penis? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. It definitely looks like a dick. So I don't know if that's a an urban legend that's. I don't know if it's a legend because it you could say that's a dick, you know. Yeah, it looks like a dick. Isn't there's another one with a Little Mermaid? Isn't uh, there like a boner? There's like oh, the prince gets a boner in this one part. Uh, I probably I didn't find that, but I know that some people were saying that the word sex was in the Lion King spelled out in the stars. Yeah, yeah. And apparently the the animators say it was actually S F X or um. I think that's what it was. I didn't include it either way, but it's not sex, but also, and some lady, a, a Christian lady, she said, my son saw the word sex in the stars. And, and that's, <laughs> well, then don't, don't let the kid watch the lion King. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Sex, mom, sex, sex. Se I don't even, sex. I, I'm four. I, how does the kid know how to read? Well, stars. she didn't say what age he was. Well, the, the, the article I read, that kid was four. Okay. Uh, My son, Jeremy, <laughs> saw and then I, sex. And then I made a big stink about it, so now he knows it's a bad thing rather <laughs> than just not mentioning it, mentioning it at, at all. But, uh, okay, let's go to our friend again, once again, Michael J. Fox. Hell yeah. The hoverboard. This is an urban legend. The The hoverboard used by Marty and Back to the Future 2, was real. And the only reason hoverboards were not sold to the general public was that the parents' groups pressured toy companies to keep the dangerous toys unreleased. Oh, that's some bullshit. I love the thought that those hoverboards were real, but uh, the, the company, the toy manufacturer, said, you know what, this is too dangerous, guys. We can't release that. But let's go ahead and bring uh lawn darts to the market yeah yeah and that does that, that doesn't happen play that pokemon episode where everybody has a seizure <laughs> but these hoverboards let's give them skateboards let's let's give them wheels yeah, yeah and and that like you know what also destroy all evidence of this technology to where it can't even come out 50 years from now or yeah be used by the fa fa uh, ffa or no, that's Future, Future Farmers, Farmers of America. <laughs> the FAA. Both of them. God damn it. <laughs> CIA, all of them. <laughs> yeah, Hasbro has the 
<laughs> the rights to levitation and they're just not telling anybody about it. Uh, Area 51, the Hasbro headquarters. <laughs> yeah, that's what Area 51 was concerned about, was making a product and Back to the Future 2. Not the time machine part, the <laughs> hover part. <laughs> the hoverboard. I remember watching an episode of that. Like It was like one of those shows like Extra or like Inside Edition type extra. of thing. And it was a like Back to the Future 2 was about to come out and they were mm-hmm. like, showing the hoverboard and like and how did they do this mm-hmm. and then they were like yeah big expose about the hoverboard and how cool it was going to be in this fucking movie well how did they do it isaac do you know something that we don't no the only thing i know is that hoverboards don't work on water unless you've got power you gotta have power dog flea flea will tell <laughs> you that or i don't know who said it in the movie but it, it is weird like that's the, the they're keeping that toy is the hoverboard when yet we had BB guns and bikes <laughs> and all the other stuff. Let's yeah. keep the hoverboard secret. Yeah. I mean, they'd be cool. I wish there were hoverboards. Yeah. Now there are those things they call hoverboards that I have never attempted, but they look more terrifying than the ones that are just on air. A single wheel with yeah. platforms on either side. No. That goes 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Dogs ride them. Like you Mm -hmm. see videos of dogs riding these things. I I don't like this. How does it know where to go? And me, an e-bike rider thinks those are dangerous. (laughs) You know, I'll go really fast on two wheels, but one wheel, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You have an electric bicycle. I do. So when you go for bike rides, it's just sitting. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I, you can pedal. Okay. But it's, uh, it helps me. I have a regular bike and acoustic as I like to call it, <laughs> but I'll go like 20, 30 miles on, on a, the e-bike and it's, it's so much more fun. How is that? Not just like an, an electric moped. Uh, because you pedal and there, there are certain restrictions. I think to, to be considered a class two e-bike, it has to be 20 miles or below. Okay. But then of course there are ways you go on YouTube and you can, Oh, Jack yeah. the speed up, of course. But yeah, uh, because that's not there for your own good. You need to have the ability to take that regulator off. That's true. Because the government wants to keep me uh, yeah. going out fast. Ralph Nader and his seatbelts. <laughs> but I wear a helmet, as you should when you ride most things, but especially when you're going 20 miles and over. Last yeah. thing you want to do is scrape your dome on the on the pavement. Yeah, I rode a scooter for a long time and I wore like a full face helmet and mm-hmm. I definitely ate shit on that thing and my helmet saved me. Yep. And it, it, you might look dumb and like a coward, but your dome is still intact. Yeah. And if you get it to match your elbow pads and knee pads, then mm-hmm. you're fine. Yep. You look cute. <laughs> now, where did this uh, urban legend come from? They think the... Hoverboards are real. Well, a TV special promoting the release of part two. Uh, this is probably the same special you were watching. I think it, it, I think it was because I think they did kind of do a bullshit thing. Was it hosted by Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> if it was, I would think I would have seen through it. Even <laughs> as like nine years old or whatever, I would hope that I would realize if Leslie Nielsen was hosting it. Well, this special <laughs> is on YouTube. You can watch it because I watched part of it. 
it's uh, about the 25 minute mark. Robert Zemeckis, the director, talks about the hoverboard technology, saying, quote, they've been around for years. It's just that parents groups have not let toy manufacturers make them. But we got our hands on some and we put them in the movie. Now, he delivers this line with a grin and a smile, like a sly smile towards the camera. But if you're a little kid, all I heard was it's real. Yeah. They're just trying to keep it from us. He Alex Jonesed everybody. They don't want it to come out. But I'm a man and I'm an American and I got a hoverboard and I bleed. (laughs) I'm I'm whatever amendment the hoverboard is. I'm I'm pro 13A. (laughs) They're trying to take our hoverboards. (laughs) (laughs) My heart hurts. I want somebody to leak the info that the hoverboards were real to Alex Jones, and I want to watch him go off, lose his shit about a hoverboard. Do you think he had to have two hoverboards because he's so fat? Now, normally I wouldn't body shame people, but he's a piece of shit, so fuck him. (laughs) I'm fat, but I'm small. His hoverboard's like an inch off the ground. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably the same weight as Alex Jones. But he's a piece of shit. So again, fuck you. My homework keeps scraping the ground. <laughs> I can't do a kickflip. <laughs> it doesn't work on water. It doesn't have power. Well, for him, it'd be white power. Godzilla was a real too. <laughs> it was a false flag and a gun grab. What the hoverboards? Yes. Well, Wuhan, China. They got Godzilla's crushing everything. <laughs> I I picture Alex Jones like one of those things where you press his hand and it says "Try me" and it's one of eight <laughs> phrases. False gun flag. grab. False thing. When the <laughs> the string wears out on your talking doll. Yeah. Gun grab. <laughs> There's a snake in my boots. There's a cabal in my boots. Oh, I'm, I'm angry. I, don't I think he, he doesn't think like watching the, the like low lights of his stuff is so funny. He like does the thing where he's like like he's rolling a pebble between his fingers oh, while he's talking. Yeah, oh. yeah, almost like he picked a booger and he's getting ready to launch it. And it always seems like his top button was buttoned until he got angry and then it burst. He's almost uh, Hulk-like, and he'll just give you like a, like he'll breathe and like. (laughs) I love the tone of his microphone, though. I really do. Like, it's a a wonderful, like, that's what I want to go to sleep listening to. (laughs) I want to, I want the Alex Jones ASMR. (laughs) Just his sleep apnea. Frogs (laughs) gay. They're turning the frogs gay. Uh, turn left on Sepulveda. <laughs> turn, don't turn left. We go right. <laughs> turn far right. <laughs> oh, I'm small, but I'm mad. <laughs> uh, I'm hairy and I'm red. <laughs> Have you? My, I've talked about it on this show because there's a whole Alex Jones episode. My favorite Alex Jones video is uh edited but it he's talking about barack obama you wicked wicked devil and then he goes ah and then it, he turns super saiyan 
That's, I watch that video about once every three months to watch Alex Jones oh, turn Super Saiyan. God, it's so funny. And the fact that, like, I understand his, whatever whatever it is he does, I don't even know what the fuck it, like, where this is, the platform is or whatever. Mm-hmm. But is it just, like, hours of him just talking into a microphone? I think he like, does, two, like, two to four hours a day, I think is what it was. And then he has a whole network of his other people come on and... yeah. Because that's a lot of time to fill. Yeah. So I get it that there's going to be some weird shit being said. If you're one dude talking without guests for four hours. Talking with one guest is hard enough, (laughs) let alone just by yourself. And then you got to keep up the energy. Ah, Uh, Yeah. Like, like just growling and being mad and just like whatever it is that you, uh, are hitting on the ways like through just like what subject are we on? Yeah. I'm equally mad about that one. It's oh. yeah. To, to whatever the left does. And he's just got to hate it. And, and like, he just has to dis- disagree with literally everything. Yeah. I, I told you these have to crescendo. I can't be mad and then scale yeah. back down and then get mad again. <laughs> I'm, I'm already at seven. We're going to eights and above now. We talked about this. There are penises in a little mermaid, and she's also black now. Ah! <laughs> uh, all right. Enough enough Alex Jones. Let's let's hit the, the most important topics, which is 2019, uh, the movie Cats. Uh, oh. did you did you happen to catch cats? No, I I, I did not. I didn't either. I'm a I'm a cat's uh, I'm a I'm a cat's owner, <laughs> not of the DVD, <laughs> but I own multiple. Uh, it was originally intended to make the 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 cats look as lifelike as possible. These filmmakers going so far as to add CGI cat buttholes. Oh, uh, later scrapped because you know cat buttholes on screen. Uh, James Corden with the cat butthole. Is not a, as appealing, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh, a good example of the internet era urban legend is uh, the uh, buttholes of uh, the butthole cut of cats. There's a whole different version of cats with, with the buttholes, uh, which people breathlessly talked about on Twitter, Reddit, all that stuff. As it turns out, the production never originally intended to make the uh, the cats cut, uh, but. It's kind of true. Huh. Turns out the digital effects team working on the movie was uh, greatly overworked. I can't imagine a, a digital team on any movie being overworked. Yeah. At one point, a source who worked on the film told uh, the Daily Beast, quote, we were looking at the playbacks and we were like, wait, what the hell? Did you see that? We paused it and we called our supervisor. We're like, that's a fucking asshole in there. There's buttholes. It wasn't prominent, but you saw it. <laughs> uh, so the realistic cat backsides turned out were uh, unintentional and only ended up there because the animators tried to make the cats look as that, that they had skin folds and as real as possible. So I don't know if the cat, the, the butthole cut is somewhere, but that's a real thing. I'm sure it's somewhere now. I'm sure there's like a fan version <laughs> at this point. Yeah, we have the technology. There's got to be an app where you can just put cat buttholes on everything. Oh, if not, then somebody listening here is, is <laughs> taking that to the bank. Please put cat buttholes on it. But that's crazy how it was an urban legend, but it was also kind of true. 
Yeah, because I remember people, I remember people making jokes about like, how are you going to have this movie about cats, but there's not a single butthole or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I've also like, I don't know, I've watched videos of like cats walking around and I've seen movies where they have like bad CGI mouths for like talking cats and they were just like kind of able to avoid doing shots directly of their buttholes for the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to have that in the, there's not a, I, I assume a litter box scene in the, the musical cats. I've never seen it, but I just assumed that didn't come up. Yeah. I was wondering if this was like a, a Sonic, the hedgehog's teeth situation. <laughs> Where like they test audiences are like, what is up with that thing's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> fix it. I'm not watching another minute of this <laughs> until you fix his teeth. It I, it it had to be like, do you think George Lucas was involved? Where you know how he reworked the Star Wars movies <laughs> yeah. to have the. I'm sorry, you fell in love with the cats. That wasn't a completed project. <laughs> uh, we actually meant to have Jabba the Hutt have a big gaping butthole, <laughs> but the technology <laughs> wouldn't allow it. <laughs> fan theory about Jabba's butthole. Oh, wookagaki butthole. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I like the conspiracy theories that are founded in absolutely nothing that is in or around the movie, and people are like, I think it'd be neat if those two characters were actually brother and sister. <laughs> yeah, well, there was, I and I was toying with those fan theories, like one of them is like, Jar Jar Binks <clears throat> was actually like the main Sith yeah. And of uh, over the uh, uh, Palpatine or whatever. Yeah, I've heard the mm. the Sith Jar Jar thing, which is it's just a bad character. There, anybody who gives George Lucas like credit for like the forethought on these movies is obviously not paying attention to the way these movies are rolled out. And like there was no grand secret plan for Jar Jar Binks. He thought kids were going to like him. Mm -hmm. And then he found out everybody hated it. I loved it. It was Did right now. No, it was, oh, okay. it was fine. But <laughs> I was a little kid. I didn't. I I didn't mind the character, but I I was a little enough to not care, but just love that it was a new Star Wars. You know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it is a dumb character, but like that. I think that that fan theory just comes from how much people hated him, and then somebody being like. It'd be hilarious if he was actually the reason because there is like the part in like the one of the other prequels where like Jar Jar like gives like the final vote that like gives the the emperor his thing. And so it's just like Jar Jar, you just can't get right. God damn. Yeah. Usa Teku weapon. Strike me down. <laughs> I want the butthole cut of Star Wars with Jar Jar as Palpatine. That's what I want. Yeah. I heard the Palpatine was originally just supposed to be a big butthole. <laughs> the butthole cut. Uh, the Death Brown Star. Uh, due to censorship, we weren't able to have him be a butthole. <laughs> it's weird how that stuff plays out, though. Like, using Star Wars as the example, like, in real time, we watched a trilogy be made where it was like, and this is the storyline. No, no, actually, this is the storyline. No, 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 no. It's back to what it was before. It's kind of like Lost. Yeah, I, I never watched, TV. but it was. They said they knew where they were going, but it was during a writer strike, and it's still one of my favorite shows. But I'm not buying that they knew what was going on. It was kind of a Mad Libs of a TV show, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like maybe they <laughs> all like understood what the end goal would be or something, but mm -hmm. it was like how how we 
they want to keep renewing it. And so like now we need to keep writing story. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, you know, to bring it back to the conspiracy theory, Alex Jones type stuff, that's QAnon is they just keep making up new parts of it. So that, yeah. Yeah. And that's called Mad Libs. Because it was making the libs mad. Oh, I like that. Oh, I'm mad lib. <laughs> I'm mad at all libs. <laughs> uh, let's go to another one. 1964, uh, Goldfinger, James Bond. Mm. They said, uh, Shirley Eaton, who famously appeared covered from head to toe in gold paint, died shortly after completing the scene as a result of, quote, skin suffocation. No breathing. Don't give a fuck if I cut my arm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait, I guess this one, this conspiracy, I guess would be proven immediately by seeing when she died. Well, and the, the, the thing in this, that part of the article, it just goes here. We can easily prove it wrong. And it was just her on the, the red carpet. <laughs> An older version. Yeah. Well, but I will say my, my, my brother, he would get, get these videos from family video. And I don't know if they were called faces of death, but it was along those lines of grim shit happening. Yeah. Yeah. And one of those videos was the, this guy's air quotes friends because he later died, but they spray painted him gold and were setting his hand on fire because he was so drunk. Oh my god! And and he died because they painted him, and his pores weren't able to breathe. Okay. So this urban legend, I could see that this this could be an urban legend if she just wasn't alive, if we never saw her again. You yeah, know? yeah. But I think that's a phenomenon: is you can allow your skin not to breathe, and then you could die. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know that. I I guess I thought air came from my mouth and nose, but. I guess yeah, your I guess skin has to breathe. I'm no uh, phlebotomist, so which is the it, wrong type of doctor <laughs> for this situation. Can you drown with your head above water? I don't think that's how that works. I think <laughs> I've never drowned with my head. I think Sandy from uh, <laughs> from Greece. Remember that's how that she night died. You saw Sandy drowning. You could have <laughs> saved her, and then you didn't. And then <laughs> um. How complicated? Now, I, I think we talked about that before, but how complicated is it now that it's an Eminem song that's a guy writing him a letter talking about this Phil Collins song that is about a guy talking to another guy? <laughs> about it's I'm the dude playing a dude that's playing another dude. <laughs> it's uh yeah, but again, I choose to believe in the air tonight by Phil Collins was about a guy drowning and not his divorce. That's my final say on it. Yeah. The Shining urban legend is that uh, Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing. Mm. After he uh, directed 2001, a space odyssey, which came out, I think before the moon landing. I don't, uh, I don't remember what it, what it said here. Either way uh, there's, there's hints in the movie. Danny Torrance, the little kid is wearing an Apollo spacecraft sweater uh, th- there's a whole documentary about the movie The Shining. I think it's called Room Two Two Thirty Seven. Okay. And I watched it because uh, we covered The Shining on uh, They're Coming to Get You a Horror Movie Podcast. Cheap plug. Mm-hmm. 
And the whole documentary about all the conspiracies, I could probably say 100% they're all bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) They're not even good conspiracies, but they're saying that Stanley Kubrick directed the, the, uh, the moon landing. But the thing about Stanley Kubrick was known for do this scene a hundred times directing actors who are used to doing things a hundred times. I don't think the astronauts, would have put up with him uh, uh, emotionally abusing them, saying, jump out of the spacecraft again. Do it again. You know, Slow hop. Slower. Yeah. Slower. With an accent this time. I just wouldn't think... If the moon landing is hoaxed, I don't think they're grabbing one of the like, prominent Hollywood directors to be in on it. I, yeah. And if, if you ever worked for the government or had to deal with the government in any kind of way, I would assume it would be somebody who has no experience directing, but has been, has like a higher position <laughs> in the government mm-hmm. and they would just figure it out. And I don't think you need Stanley Kubrick for what we got. No, nothing. There was I've seen the moon landing footage. And nothing was like, oh wow, what a shot! What a no. what an angle on that—the blood coming out of the crater on the moon. You know, <laughs> who do you think they'd get today if they had to direct the moon landing? Who's the director? Christopher Nolan? Maybe they get J.J. Uh... Abrams. Okay, I can see that. I would love like uh, Martin Scorsese, and it would be like one long take through the Copacabana. Yeah, I want it to be M. Night Shyamalan, but that's just them sending him to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 go get us some footage, dude. Yeah, you and Michael Bay, and (laughs) we'll send you up there, and we'll come get you. Elon will be up there in a minute. But yeah, I uh, dude, let's get to brass tacks. The moon landing's fake, right, Isaac? It was fake. Uh, Why haven't we ever done it again? I think we're supposed to, really. And I don't, I don't believe the moon landing is fake, but also I don't care if it was fake because it yeah. doesn't really affect me either way. The, no. the co- real conspiracy theorists would be like, well, it shows that they're lying to us. I do. I do think they lied. To us. Yeah. That's yeah not... No, that I don't need the moon landing to be fake to wholeheartedly believe that false flag, false flag, like not <laughs> false flag necessarily, but yeah, they lied to us. That's part of the job of being a politician. Yeah, they're they're in whatever terms protecting us from what they think we need protected from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if the moon landing's fake, doesn't really. F- I don't care either way. No, I mean it's. I guess there are like implications of that because it's like you're you're like in the middle of like a technology war with other countries and stuff, and like mm-hmm. you basically fake something to win, and then. Like, I mean, surely if we landed on the moon, it's not like cosmonauts would just be like, well, I guess we're going to stop trying to do that now. Yeah. And also (laughs) the craft services on the moon. What a shit spread they had. One kind of bagel, no cream cheese. Stanley Kubrick yelling at my goddamn ear all day long. (laughs) Places, places. Where's Michael Winslow? We need some sound effects. 
you always hear stories about like those movies like you know to get that effect he had Shelly Duvall they actually swung an axe at her without her knowing what was going mm-hmm. on that's how we get that reaction and then every when, upon hearing that people are just like oh yeah what a great director yeah he's so abusive <laughs> What we talked about on uh, directors and the crazy things they did. That's a whole episode on the show as well. But you find out that some of your favorite movies uh, are have a bad, uh, like uh, not so happy backgrounds. Yeah. And the Shining is one of them. Yep. Last one. Uh, Lisa Ann Walter. You may know her as uh, Melissa. Uh, I don't know how to say this name. Uh, Shemetti. From Abbott Elementary. She's the redheaded teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She follows me on Twitter. I assume that means she's a huge fan of me. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to go with that. She played uh, Chessie in The Parent Trap. I've never seen this movie. No. Nope. But uh, went on to have identical twins of her own and gave birth to them on October 11th, the very day Annie and Hallie were born in the film. Is is that character that you said? It is that the girl from the the twins from? Wait, but she played just a different character in the Parent Trap. Is that what she played saying? the character Chessie, who had uh the twins? So I think the twins were uh what Lindsay Lohan. Oh, that Parent Trap. I forget. Okay, yes. All right. What other I was Parent picturing... Trap did you think? The like the original one. Oh, I don't know. But See, then I, I don't know when that was made, and, I, and I, I, that's why I was thinking she was like a child in it. No, no, she was an adult in this, <clears throat> and it sounds oh. made up that her twins were born on the same day of the twins in the movie. Yeah, I mean that's but, crazy. What a surprise! It's actually totally true. Weird. Film screenplay confirms uh, that Hallie and Annie were born October 11th, and Walter posted. Uh, a birthday tribute to her twins, Simon and Spencer, on the same date. Huh. So that's true. So that opens up the door for all these other conspiracy theories and urban legends. They're also true. Did you know that? Because yeah, well, true? If, if it is, then we can't. We, we have to just accept that all of it could be or is. Mm-hmm. All you is. need is one nugget of truth. For them yeah. to be turning the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is what this all comes back to. What's funny to me about that one is that like it was proven by someone being like on her Facebook account. It says mm-hmm. happy birthday to my twins it, where you would think there at some point just be some YouTube interview. Like, I, I mean, I, I how do I see a 10,000 interviews with Jake the Snake Roberts on YouTube? But <laughs> no one's cornered Shiminti and been like, did you have twins on the same day as the girls from the parent? Well, she she posted on her TikTok, so it's coming fried fried from the source. But okay. uh, yeah, so and she's one of my favorite characters on that show. But if you've not seen Abbott Elementary, this is this whole episode has been a roundabout way to say go watch Abbott Elementary because it's a good show. Yeah. Well, and also three men and a baby and all five police academies. Yeah. And all, all the Teen Wolves. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf 2. Teen, teen Wolf in the big city. Teen Wolf Harder. <laughs> two, two Wolf, two Teen. I don't, that's probably not a. Don't watch <laughs> that fast, one. Two Teen. <laughs> two Wolf. Wolf. Uh, that's, that's the episode is, uh, Movie urban legends slash conspiracy theories. Slash sure Teen we, Wolf. Slash Teen Wolf. We probably left out some. I know I did. But uh, that's what you're getting this week, dear listener. Yeah, thanks. 
Isaac, you have an album called uh, Isaac Lanford Live at the White Rabbit Cabaret. It's on streaming platforms. You're also you're big into posting a bunch of clips, couple a day, it seems like, on online, on Instagram and all yeah. the platforms. Yeah, and it's my name on everything. Mm-hmm. Just my name, TikTok and Facebook and YouTube's and all that. Actually, YouTube is my name and then some a bunch of random numbers, but I'll get there. <laughs> Search Isaac Lanford Teen Wolf. <laughs> it won't know what to think, but it'll Teen Wolf. Well, when you put in hashtag Teen Wolfen after this, <laughs> and you see me riding <laughs> on top of my Prius, <laughs> and until you hit a tree branch or something, <laughs> but you're wearing the face the full face helmet like you did on your scooter, and it's yeah. all good. My poor wife driving the Prius. <laughs> it's faster, just not wanting to break the law, and you're trying to go viral. <laughs>